Welcome back to Mental Health Mondays. It's your wonderful ones back with today's topic, social media, not so social. We are so excited to be back with everyone for our first podcast in this exciting series. Phone usage and its potential consequences is definitely a very topical thing in today's society. We really hope that our podcast can make all of you listeners have a self-realization and take action in your life to change your phone habits for the better, please. I agree. According to the U.S. National Library of Medicine, a study recently discovered that there's significant correlation between cell phone usage and depression and anxiety. Other mental health statistics discussed in the article were also surprising. For instance, a third of heavy phone users become smokers, one-fifth are depressed, three-fourths of them drink alcohol, and a fourth of them experience anxiety, and the list goes on. Those are some interesting facts that I would have never expected. It's wild to find out that there is such a strong correlation between phone usage and other mental health problems. I agree, Jake. The differences among people who use their phone for productive purposes and for primarily social purposes are very drastic. For example, students in the UK were studied and it was found that the students that use social media platforms the most, such as Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook, resulted in having the highest and strongest feelings of loneliness, depression, according to childmind.org. That's awesome background information. I think our guests on today's podcast could really help listeners understand the psychological effects of heavy phone usage. For today's podcast, we have the pleasure to be joined by Dr. Adam Goody, a professor and associate department head director of psychology here at the University of Georgia. So uh, growing up in a time for us, we've like always been immersed with cell phones, cell phone culture, talking uh, on the phone, really mainly texting. I was just wondering, uh, how's the shift been for you in your life, seeing a time of no phones to now where everybody has a phone? Everywhere. It is, uh, it's, it's been a ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a wild ride, and I think the ride probably isn't over. No. Uh, in my lifetime, you know, we had phones on the wall, you know, not in your pocket, but mm-hmm. sitting on the wall or maybe on your desk. You, um, and getting used to having email uh, in the 90s and, and then the internet. I was reading recently um, uh, that that there used to be such a thing as surfing the internet where you just get on and see what's on the internet Mm -hmm. for fun. You could spend some time and that apparently that stopped being a thing uh, some years ago when it became true that, okay, everything's on the internet. If you're curious what's on the internet, it's everything. You don't need to go look and see what what might be there. Uh, And and, and you've got to have a a plan. And then, right, phones and, and you know, I, I, it's been several years since I got used to the fact that um, email is my thing, but that's 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 me and my generation, and yeah. and, and I know that students w- are willing to communicate with me by email because that's my preferred <laughs> format, uh, which I appreciate. But uh, that 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 email is like a thing of the past. A thing of the past, yeah. kind mm-hmm. of, and. Uh, and watch out, you know, uh, text will be a thing of the past someday too, yeah, and your kids will 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 look at you the same way that your generation looks at me. Like, really, text? That's so really just your thumbs, but that's <laughs> um, um, anyways. And it and yes, it changes everything, but also there's you know the the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah, yeah um, that's true. Uh, you know, it, in the 50s, before my time, um, you know, the parents used to worry about about the telephone uh, mm-hmm. and the television, and we still worry about television. And, yeah. You know, what, what's it, what's it going to do to our kids when they're just sitting next to each other in a dark room watching a movie? Mm-hmm. 
and 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 you know and and the generation before that um, you know, we used to have to use our imaginations to listen to things on the radio, and now they just show you everything. Uh, yeah. and then they show you everything in color, and you can't even imagine that. And, yeah. um, and, and, and I think if anything's changing, it's that, that the, the rate of change is getting faster. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. and, mm -hmm. and it might not even wait a whole generation uh, for, the, for the next big technology. So, you know, what, what, what your kids will question, how could you how could you just be texting? Is two or more technologies out of date? Yeah, our yeah. kids will probably have virtual reality everything. Yeah. I think that's, so. That's yeah. what it'll be, I think. You could say the times have shifted and the amount of physical contact that people have nowadays. Yeah. Like there's a uh, study in 2014, only 24.5% of 16 year olds had driver's license, whereas in 1983, 46% uh, of 16 year olds had a driver license so uh how do you kind of take in that uh, that is I, I didn't know those numbers i had <laughs> observed it with you know i've i have two teenage kids yeah. uh and and i'd observed it in you know them and, the, and their friends that uh you know in my when i was coming of age a, a car you know being able to drive and having a car symbolized independence yeah, so up. much and it's not just symbolism it's really you can you know get in a car and go places yeah. that you couldn't before uh in addition all the symbolism and all the the the, the songs and movies and books yeah. about cars and uh how cool it is to drive and be free and feel the wind in your hair <laughs> and i it just seemed like that's just an inherent part of cars and as long as there be as long as there would be cars in america anyway that that would be just a thing in our culture and our lives yeah. and I was surprised to discover so many teenagers these days. Eh, nah, I'm, you know, maybe I'll drive, yeah. maybe not. I don't know. I can wait a year. Yeah, <laughs> I think the excitement has kind of now gone to like cell phones are that new thing of independence now. So yeah, cell phones yeah. Are kind of replace it. That is interesting. That's, that's better than any other theory. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> now it'll be like uh, you'll see elementary kids with a new iPhone. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. the phone's mm -hmm. nicer than mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell me about it. But um. <laughs> Knowing what you know now about yeah. uh, how, I guess, s cell phones limit interaction, do, have you mm -hmm. seen, like, within your kids or students that you've taught how they've been limited by cell phones? Maybe a little. I, I think it's a really mixed bag. Uh, because For one thing, cell phones do so many things. It's mm -hmm. where you text and where you call people on the phone and yeah. where you find out what the weather and the traffic are mm -hmm. like and, uh, and, and how traffic is up ahead. Um, so... Uh, I, I, I get scared when I think back when I was young uh, and didn't have a phone. When I'd make, uh, 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 when I'd drive home, I had a, like a five hour drive home from, from college to home. Yeah. And doing that without a phone, where <laughs> uh, if something bad happened, I'd have to go find a phone booth. Yeah. And I didn't have a map, I knew the route, but if something went wrong and I had to leave the route and didn't know where it was, what would I do? Yeah. And and I have no idea, it's scary to think about it. But, right, but, uh, but kids are on their phones all the time, yeah. it, which isn't just one thing. Sometimes they're doing their homework on their phone, mm -hmm. and that's great. And sometimes they're having real, meaningful conversations with their friends or their parents or their teachers or anybody on their phone. And sometimes they are um, learning about important things going on in society on their phone. Um, and sometimes they're just chatting with their friends. And, and it's not a deep learning experience, <laughs> but it's okay to chat with your friends yeah. in person. Uh, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it less good to chat with your friends on a text than in person? 
I don't know, maybe there is all that nonverbal communication that goes on. Yeah. You know, we do have to read each other's faces. Yeah. You know, we have faces for a reason. We have really beautifully uh, evolved faces with you know the, the, you know the, the uh, with incredibly nuanced musculature to express an awful lot with our faces. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't seen any evidence that kids don't know how to read facial expressions anymore mm -hmm. because yeah. they haven't looked at a person's face uh, in, in so long. But um, I, I do think that, it, especially if, if you're texting with somebody you don't know very well and you don't know their, their sense of humor. And, and yeah. Email for sure too. I you know yeah. my generation has had so many problems. <laughs> you, know, you tell a little joke and it's not interpreted as a joke yeah. or <laughs> or you say something serious and they think you're joking or it's mm -hmm. it, yeah. it's just you know so, so much meaning is conveyed non-verbally mm -hmm. uh, it's hard to do it in just a text or just an email. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, researchers what they're saying is that the younger kids who start using texting and on the phone as their primary form of communication mm -hmm. they're being called as like socially handicapped as they're not able to read all the cues uh, properly and a lot of times they develop uh, social anxiety depression isolation because they're able to use their phone as a crutch for communication rather than having mm -hmm. meaningful conversations in person so i've been looking a little bit into uh, into, into those relationships between screen time and mental health problems, which mm -hmm. are right, it's, uh, um, an important topic, and I think everybody, everybody who's thought about this, agree. Yeah, that, that's that's possibly a problem, and there definitely is a correlation there uh, that uh, kids and teenagers and young adults, and I, I don't know all of the age groups. It might be all of the age groups, but um, uh, those who spend more time on their screens have more mental health problems, anxiety, depression, and others. Um, although it is really hard to establish the causality, if you've taken introductory psychology, you've already heard a million times causation doesn't imply, correlation doesn't imply causation. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's true technically. Sometimes it's more compelling than others. This is a time when actually, yeah, I. I I, I can see a few different causal stories. It might be that spending all that time on your screen causes depression, isolation, sadness, um, or it could be the opposite. It could be uh, kids who are already isolated get out their phone, and that's what they do in their isolation is, is get on their phone and stay on their phone. Um, that might be, and it's, it's really important to tease that out. And if that's true, it's at least a diagnostic tool. You know, you find a kid who's off by him or herself uh, just on their phone all the time. Um, maybe you know, be concerned. You know, ask a question or two and see if everything's okay. Um, it may not be the phone causing all the the, the, the phone use, um, but even if it's not, it might be a diagnostic uh, uh, pointer uh, indicating, hey, maybe maybe this kid's got some troubles going on. A lot of the uh, researchers they say that. Spending a lot of time on like Instagram and uh, those kind of platforms, Facebook, a lot of people, they only post their successes, their good side. Yeah. As a po nobody really, nobody goes out of their way to post uh, their bad side. Yeah. So when kids are scrolling through Instagram, Facebook, they're seeing uh, my life isn't as happy as this person's life. Yeah. And then they ju judge their life based on the, the sliver of somebody else's life that they see. Totally. Yeah. So um, do you think that like like counts and uh, other tools like other metrics like that on social media should be removed or oh wow um 
I mean, there's a there's there's a bunch of issues yeah. in, in that, and uh, absolutely, and it's not just kids. I you know I, I feel it myself. I, I scroll through my Facebook, <laughs> and wow, every all these people, most of whom I know who they are, they're all officially my friends, I guess, on Facebook. Um, uh, they all seem to be getting promotions at work every day yeah. and taking these uh, exciting vacations all the time. And I only take exciting vacations once in a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I have bad things happen in my life, and I never see that in there. And um, and and it probably is harder for a young person, uh, uh, you know, whose um, whose emotional regulation tools are still Developing. works in progress. Yeah. yeah. Um, to to remember that moment by moment, and uh, and and recognize, you know, if, so, if somebody watched my feed. Yeah, I you know I'm, if I get promoted, I'm putting that up. If I take a great <laughs> vacation, I'm putting the, if I take a terrible vacation and have a miserable time, I'm not going to put that up. No. Nobody yeah, wants to see that, um, and and that's probably true of everybody else uh, as well. And the light count, the the light count and the friend count. I when I was in middle school, <laughs> I had. Um, I mean, it'll be you know, very surprising to hear it now. I wasn't that popular a kid uh, in middle school. And you know, when somebody wanted to be really mean to me, they'd ask me, "Do you have any friends?" or "How or how many friends do you have?" That's yeah. the question I heard. You know, and people still do that. I'm sure. They and now, that. now you could just look at a definitive answer. And right yeah. now, there's this objective answer. Um, oh, you only have 42 friends. I have 596 yeah. friends. Yeah. Um, and of course, it's terribly phony. And of course, you know, and pro- you know, if you've got a handful of really good friends. That's a pretty good life, and it kind of yeah. doesn't matter yeah. how many people know you. And if you if you counted them all up, there are hundreds of people who know you a little and kind yeah. of like you rather than kind of dislike you, mm-hmm. and it's fine. And right, the the, the 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 fact that there is this entity actually counting some measure of how many friends you've got um, for everyone to see it, every day, it, yes, yes, every day if they wanted um, to, right, would have been kind of my nightmare in middle school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're saying. It is people's nightmares yeah. now. Because uh, today, uh, like anxiety and depression is developing in students in like elementary school, middle school, mm-hmm. whereas it's kind of a shift from what used to be maybe when you were growing up. Yeah, maybe. Uh, certainly, there's more diagnosis, and it's hard to know whether that's more recognition uh, these days than there was, or more of the problem mm-hmm. uh, than there was. But uh, either way, we know there's an awful lot of anxiety and depression uh, in uh, in populations younger than than we used to recognize uh, going on. Knowing what you know today about cell phones, would you have given cell phones to your children at a later age? So, um, so I gave my kids cell phones when they started middle school in sixth grade uh, for for safety reasons, just, you know, if you need mm-hmm. to contact yeah. us in an emergency, um, and the safety use, and, cause, right, a phone is everything. It's, uh, right, it's safety and communication uh, and social, and, and just, and it's just a, a status game playing. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, and you, could, you can make choices. You can give your kid the terrible phone uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that isn't fun. It's, only, it's really only good for an emergency. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and, Sometime in middle school, I guess feels about right um, to me. Still, I, mm-hmm. I, I, that's what I did. And I think I think if I had it to do over again, uh, I think I would do it the same this time. It's I, I yeah, yeah. So that was several years ago. So you know, a few generations of phones ago. 
and I feel like I lucked out a little if I was getting them, you know, a new phone today. <laughs> you know, it 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 would have been nice to you know just get this you know crummy, just a phone. But it's hard to get them on your plan, and that kind of forces on your throat. Yeah, uh, so I feel like I lucked out a little that uh, the phones then were less fun. Yeah. Uh, than they are now. Mm-hmm. When did you guys get phones, or like when did your siblings get phones? I, I got uh, my first phone in middle school too, uh, Christmas, and it was just like a, it wasn't a fun phone; it was a basic phone. It yeah. was like nothing fancy, just for phone calls. Yeah. Yeah, I think I got a like a fake BlackBerry <laughs> in sixth grade, <laughs> and couldn't even play games on it. Could just right. send a text, send a call. That's it. Yeah. And then it was probably in eighth grade I got an iPhone. You know, so I was just thinking there there might be status and peer pressure. Uh-huh. Like, for sure, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. That if you have a crummy phone, yeah. it, it, it hurts you socially. <laughs> but if, it, if you've got a convincing fake BlackBerry, if your friends believe <laughs> it, it's, uh, I mean, right, nobody uses BlackBerry. But if, it, if you have something that your friends think is a, is a cool phone yeah. but isn't, that could, be, that could be a pretty good solution. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think maybe in the future if more of a definitive cause could be placed on cell phones and mental health, that it would be ethical of the government to place a ban on the age that you could get a cell phone, similar to how tobacco, you have to be 18 or drinking, there's a 21? Maybe, maybe. I think it wouldn't be by phone. I think in today's technology, it would be by app. Uh Uh-huh. Like, you couldn't put... I don't know, certain, you know, you could have Facebook, but not Instagram, or probably it would be you could have certain versions of Instagram, okay. but not others, and you could only have a like count once you're 18, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think it could be ethical uh, and, and constitutional, I think, I'm, I'm no lawyer, but mm-hmm. uh, to, um, to put restrictions on, on the software, yeah. that, mm-hmm. that, that, that certain features of the phone or of the apps uh, couldn't be used until you're a certain age. And I guess my last question would be, would you say the pros of phone outweigh the cons, or where would you say it's it's? <sighs> you know, yes, uh, because because the safety thing uh, weighs so heavily in my mind, mm-hmm. um, and 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 maybe I'm too optimistic, uh, but but I you know believe in humankind advancing forward and uh you know three steps forward two steps back and the two steps back are very real we do bad things um uh but i think that as technology goes on uh we develop technology that does good and technology that does bad and sometimes it's the very same technology Mm -hmm. doing both good and bad uh and then and then the next thing is to try to maximize the good and minimize the bad as much as you can and that'll introduce some new problems but it'll also introduce some new good and uh, i guess i'm an optimist we'll we'll always we'll always be creating bad but hopefully we'll always be creating more bad more good than bad sadly our time on today's podcast is coming to an end we really hope that we were able to show you guys the true downside of excessive social media use yes definitely as dr goody said there are definitely upsides to using our phones but there are also consequences that need to be realized and considered Definitely. It's great to learn something new every day, and we hope our podcast enlighten all of our listeners so that they can take action for the sake of their own health. Thanks for tuning in to Mental Health Mondays with the Wonderful Ones. Follow us on Spotify and look out for next week's podcast. Does college stress make you a mess? Thanks and goodbye.